final segment today let's see if we can't find us some good news actually i can't see news it's much better than this the auburn dam is dead article by chris bowman in the sacramento Bee, noting that the state water board drove the last nail into the coffin of the auburn dam this week by unanimously revoking the water rights it dedicated to the american river project nearly 40 years ago no, I don't know too much about water rights, but I guess it's the kind of thing where, like, you have to have the, the treaty done with all the, the I's dotted and T's crossed before you evict the Indians from their land. But apparently under California's use it or lose it water laws, the U.S. Bureau of Reclamation had put its rights to the American River water to beneficial use and proposed a 700-foot high dam and 68-mile-long canal to, the, to San Joaquin County. Construction was started on this, but it was stopped uh, 30 years ago when they discovered uh, an unknown earthquake fault under the proposed dam site. This caused a lot of local uh, conservative, conservative Republican-type legislators to say, Oh, earthquake, schmirthquake, let's build this thing. If you live in Northern California, you've probably seen the bumper stickers. Build it, damn it! This cause has long been championed by, uh, by the California 4th District's now-disgraced Congressman John Doolittle. But environmentalists have fought this uh, successfully now for almost four decades, and it looks like this, uh, this boogeyman is finally dead. We should note in the recent fourth congressional race, Tom McClintock thought the Auburn Dam could produce the cheapest electricity on the planet. Democratic hopeful Charlie Brown, on the other hand, thought it was a $10 billion uh, waste or almost waste of money. And it does appear that Tom McClintock is headed for Congress, eking out a very narrow victory over Charlie Brown in the 4th District. We have interviews with both of those gentlemen in our archives. And I must say, I wish we brought uh, Charlie Brown back for one more go-round in this election cycle. California's 4th District is so gerrymandered, it would be very, very tough for a Democrat to, to break in, but Charlie Brown apparently got within 1,800 votes this time. And we certainly wish him well in future endeavors. And uh, by the way, the passage of California's Prop 11 will not affect congressional districts. It's only statewide districts. That was a deal that Arnold Schwarzenegger, I think, cut with uh, some of the legislators as though uh, redrawn lines could help uh, Charlie Brown in the future. And speaking of uh, you know, recent election developments, it looks like down in Georgia, uh, Senator Saxby Chambliss was returned to office. Surprisingly, it appears that appearances by Governor Sal Palin, uh, which, uh, which invigorated the Republican base, may have contributed to his victory. Yeah, a lot of people were critical of Barack Obama for not uh, trying to help out challenger... Jim uh, Martin, but they did send uh, Bill Clinton, Al Gore, and Joe Biden. Actually, I knew Jim Martin's goose was cooked when it, when it was obvious there was a low voter, voter turnout, and of course, low voter turnouts favor Republicans. So without Barack Obama, Saxby Chambliss goes back to the Senate. One does wonder whether uh, Obama could have, uh, could have put uh, uh, his opponent over. In my opinion, that would have been desirable because you may recall Saxby Chambliss, when he was elected for the first time in 2002, ran ads attacking then-incumbent Senator 
Max Cleland, challenging him over his patriotism. Max Cleland apparently wasn't convinced that going into Iraq was a real smart idea. Saxby Chambliss then ran ads with the logical conclusion that Max Cleland must then be aligned with Osama bin Laden. A lot of people thought this was a remarkable case of political dirty pool, given that Max Cleland is missing both legs and one arm, having lost them in combat in Vietnam. Saxby Chambliss apparently had a, had a knee problem, maybe that same problem that affected Rush Limbaugh. He was not able to serve due to his 4F classification, which I guess, I guess must have got better. His knee looks pretty good now. Actually, I'm thumbing through Al Franken's lies and the lying liars who tell them. Actually, it was Pat Buchanan that had the bad knee that got him uh, out of military service. And uh, for the record, Buchanan's bad knees have not discouraged him from being an avid jogger today. He never did get a chance to read Franken's book. Uh, I, I do highly recommend it. And meanwhile, up in the, in the gopher state of Minnesota, uh, they still haven't figured out whether Franken's beaten Norm Coleman or not. Coleman apparently is hanging on to a razor-thin lead in the vote recount, but, uh, you know, we'll hopefully by next week uh, have an answer as to who's going to be senator from Minnesota. Speaking of Sarah Palin, we did note that before the election, Newsweek gave her a, a 67 score on the shameless scale. In the wake of her response to the Troopergate report, saying she's pleased to be cleared of any kind of unethical activity. Said Newsweek, nice try. The report said exactly the opposite. And, story from the Anchorage Daily News we need to talk about, uh, repeated in the Sacramento Bee uh, last week, uh, apparently a California-based conservative group that hammered Barack Obama in the presidential election is launching a string of commercials in Alaska in support of Governor Palin. Apparently, a California-based political action committee called Our Country Deserves Better Committee was originally formed in July to defeat Barack Obama's presidential bid. While on its website, uh, it writes about stopping illegal immigration and liberal judges, says the country needs a president who embraces a culture of life. Chief strategist behind this, Sal Russo, who we quoted a few weeks back in his uh, tribute to Peter Camejo. But apparently these guys are going to spend $50,000 on ads in Alaska to keep Sarah Palin out in front of the public as a leader of the Republican Party. These are some political heavyweights, uh, Sal Russo and Howard Kalugian, the group's chairman, um, well, worked successfully to, to oust Governor Gray Davis in the 2003 recall effort that put Arnold Schwarzenegger ultimately in the governor's chair. This group is specifically trying to, uh, to counter Alaskans for truth which does not uh, think too highly of the governor. And as far as we've been able to determine, there is no truth at all to the rumor that Barack Obama even considered in his outreach to political opponents that he might name Sarah Palin as the new ambassador to Africa, that really important country o over by Russia somewhere. All right, we've got a few, a few minutes left here. I'm going to talk in future weeks about the terrorist attack in Mumbai, better known as Bombay was curious that uh, the Pakistani government was warning India not to say that these, these terrorists had, you know, come from Pakistan. They better not say that or there'd be trouble. Well, it does turn out that the one surviving terrorist is Pakistani, and he's revealed under interrogation that there were apparently 14 other Pakistanis that were to be sent in on, on a mission to India. And they retraced their steps, leaving Pakistan, hijacking a trawler, an Indian trawler, to make their way into India. So it does seem that their Pakistani origins do seem to be more than a rumor. But we'll get back to that later. 
But, uh, you know, in nearby Malaysia, apparently the, um, uh, their, their top Islamic council has issued a ban on yoga, claiming that the elements of Hinduism in the ancient Indian exercise regimen could corrupt them. News of the ban prompted activist Marina Matahir to wonder what the council will ban next. What's next? Gyms? Most gyms have men and women working to gout together. Will that not be allowed anymore? And this edict does reflect the growing influence of conservative Islam in Malaysia, a multi-ethnic country with 27 million people with a Muslim majority. The Islamic Council in that country recently said that girls who act like boys, tomboys in effect, violate Islam's very tenets. The government's chipped in some occasional boneheaded decisions too, recently banning the use of the word Allah by non-Muslims saying earlier this year that it would confuse Muslims. Yeah, sounds totally nuts to us, too. And how about this story from Burma? A Burmese comedian and activist, whose very title suggests trouble brewing, his birth name is Mong Thura, goes by the name Zarganar, got a 45-year sentence for criticizing the Burmese junta. News reports noted, fairly, I think that uh, Burma's military, which has held power since 1962, brooks no dissent. It frequently arrests artists and entertainers regarded as opposing their regime, even when they're basically making what seems to be innocuous wisecracks. Apparently, uh, Zarganar's crime in this case was uh, to give interviews to foreign news outlets in, he criti- in which he criticized the junta's slow response to the cyclone last spring. A slow response is one description. No response is another description. No, it is is bad over there. The junta has jailed people for over two years for simply calling on the release of Nobel Prize laureate Aung San Suu Kyi, who's been under house arrest in Burma intermittently for decades. I tried to get some good news for this segment, but here we are. Cholera has now uh, broken out in the cities of Zimbabwe. All we're going to say is that the troops are apparently rioting over there, and hopefully the end is near for Robert Mugabe, who will ultimately provide history with another example of why putting Marxists in charge of your government isn't necessarily a smart idea. Let's see if we can't hear from our old pal, America's foremost political comic, Will Durst. Well, thanks, Doug. And today I know you're not going to believe this, but it is extremely possible that for the first time in eight years, the coveted clueless cup is finally going to be wrenched from the grasp of the presidential staff by a little-known federal agency. The National Bureau of Economic Research announced the results of one of their little studies, and as it turns out, they have reached the august conclusion that, yes, your suspicions were correct, we are indeed in a recession. Who knew? Not only that, but it started last December and has been going on for almost a whole year. (laughs) Well, thank you, Captain Obvious, and kudos to your whole evident army for clearing that right up. Geez, I wonder what your first clue was. Uh, The fact that the housing market has sunk lower than the belly of the bottom snake in a pit full of vipers? Or how about all those 401ks that have suddenly become single-digit Ks? Or just plain Ks? Or maybe they noticed that American jobs are disappearing faster than cans of hairspray backstage at a Liza Minnelli impersonator competition. 
personally, I'm wondering what kind of low-grade nincompoops are doing these studies, and are they more related to the possum or the snail families? A recession, huh? Wow. That's like waiting to announce a pregnancy until after completing kindergarten. Here's what I want to know. How do you get a job with the National Bureau of Economic Research? I mean, that's the kind of gig that I could be good at, getting paid to tell people stuff they already know. Why, were you aware that when water gets really cold, it turns into a solid, which comes in handy when chilling liquids? Yes, and not only that, but blood, most effective when kept inside the body. Now, where's my research grant? For Radio Parallax, I'm Wilters. And in closing, we do want to acknowledge a letter we received from the California Medical Facility in Vacaville. Uh, I don't want to mention his name at this point, but let's just say Bob dropped us a letter. And Bob, we thank you for that, and we are going to follow up on, uh, on the content. Bob describes himself as an African-American serving a 15-to-life-year sentence in prison. But uh, from my fellow DJs here at this station, I wanted to note he says, I love KDVS. Radio Parallax, The Chicken Years, The Treehouse, Art for Spastics, The Weather Report, The Lewd Dance, Math Report, etc. I just love it. If I'm not listening to or watching the news, I'm reading or working while listening to KDVS. Keep up the good work. Bob added, uh, it's a bit crazy since I'm probably not in the KDVS targeted demographic audience. Well, <laughs> no, Bob, I suppose you're not. But uh, I'm sure I speak for all of uh, all the people here at KDVS when I, say, when I say that I'm really glad that we can be heard in Vacaville and that we can uh, brighten your day. And uh, Bob did send us some curious information we are going to try and follow up on for future discussions on this program. Anyway, you've been listening to Radio Parallax. This program was produced by Edward McMillan. Our thanks to Will Durst, and I'll see you next week at the same time when we're going to probably talk a little bit about the possible return to the Fairness Doctrine and hopefully chat again with National Geographic film documentarian Michael Bana about what's going on out on the high seas. We'll see you then. 